3rd of April. How many of us were in church? Let's start from there. Wednesday is like a tutorial. Well, most of us were in church. So how many of us listened to the sermon on Wednesday? You know, sometimes you are in church and you are really not in church. How many of us listened to the sermon? How many of us have meditated on the sermon? Hmm. The hands are, okay, only ambassador. So how many of us have activated the sermon? Sister Shema, I'm going to ask you how you activated it. So be careful. You act are you going to share it with us? Hello? Because the Bible says we must not just be hearers of the word. We must also be what? Doers. So when we hear a word, a life transforming word, what are we supposed to do? We are supposed to meditate on that word and then do what? Practicalize the word. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, I'm going to ask you, Sister Shema, at some point, how did you practicalize the word? I have a way that I practicalize the word on Sunday. Amen. Amen. So, somebody, help me. What was the sermon, the topic of the sermon on Sunday? I've given you time to look into your notebook, so I'm going to ask you to shut the notebook now. Anybody that is looking into the notebook is Koronje. That's where it's what? <laughs> okay. What was the sermon? The topic of the sermon? No, no. Nah, uh -uh. Raise your hand now. Nah. We are not in uh, a village meeting. Even village meeting, you must ask village head for permission before you talk now. So, ambassador, you're a normal suspect. Do I want to... Okay. All right. All right. Nobody else. Okay. Ambassador. Uh, sorry? Oh, no. Okay. Please sit down, ambassador. Uh, ladies first. No matter, is that right? Can we clap for her? Okay. Who preached on Sunday? Let me try. Uh, ambassador, no. Mommy, who preached on Sunday? The senior pastor. Does he have a name? Ah! <laughs> Sir, did you hear that lady? It's not my mouth that you say, but bang, what do you call that thing you... Uh, Pankere, she deserves Pankere. <laughs> so, Pastor Femi Paul preached the sermon. How, what was the essence of that sermon? Can somebody just take aspects of the sermon for me? Ambassador, okay, finally. Okay, what, what, what did the sermon, how did it come home to you? No matter what. To me, no matter the condition. I need you to move no, the mic up over here. No yeah? matter yeah, yes. The, the, the subject, no matter what, mm. that is, in any situation mm. or in any difficulty mm. that we are, mm. God still gives us the chance to mm. be an helper mm -hmm. to somebody. Mm -hmm. And we, are, we, we can still go out of our will or out of our power mm. in order to render an assistance to somebody that needed it. Multimedia. Please take off that um, screen, please. Multimedia. Quickly, quickly. Uh, uh, multimedia. They are sleeping. Okay, one word that he used that came up in the scripture. Can somebody tell me? Yes, and he explained that word. He said love. Okay, yeah, that's it. where he was going. Yes. Yeah. There was, but there was one word that he used and he went, he elaborated on the word. Okay, he said, no matter what I say, no matter what I do, no matter what I believe, I am bankrupt without love. Bankrupt. And what did he do? How did he describe being bankrupt? Well, he explained for that to say that it means you have achieved nothing mm. without showing of love. First Corinthians chapter 13, 2 to 3. Sister Shema, you want to add something? Yeah. He's already said what you want to say. Okay, yes. Sister Bidemi. Hallelujah. Please, because people at home did not hear you well. He said being bankrupt means that the word bankrupt means it's either you are in ruins, present continuous, or you're already been ruined. Already. Yes, you are. Okay, that's what I said. To be bankrupt is what? Read with me. To be bankrupt is to be ruined or to be in now 
who, which one of us would like to be in ruin? Anybody? Do we want to be in ruin? None of us. And he gave us the, what you call the panacea. That word, panacea means the solution. And what is the solution? What is the solution? Anybody? What's the solution? Why? How can I make sure I am not bankrupt? Somebody's mentioned it here now. Yes. To have love. You see, you thought it was a trick question. Simple is to have love. Because if you bring back that scripture, bring back that scripture, the scripture, it says, no matter what I say, no matter what I believe, no matter what I do, I am bankrupt without love. I am bankrupt without love. So, it means that, um, uh, I, I'm looking for the word, that says that if I have no love, consequentially, I am in ruins or I am heading into ruin. So, let's talk about love. What else did he, what happened on Sunday? Anything else? Anybody else? Want to give us what happened on Sunday? Pastor wants to uh, interject. In the office, uh, when we were talking about Sunday service, now the sermon was no matter what. I do, I believe, I say, if I don't have love, I am bankrupt. Then the question came up amongst my staff. Say, okay, we've received this word uh, to the Sunday before it was to fulfill the law of Christ. You must be a burden bearer and all that. And so I think one of my staff says that this showing love sometimes is not easy. And so the question would be, what are the things that frustrates our ability to show or to demonstrate love? Do you understand the question? Okay, let me put it this way. Are there things that tend to frustrate our display or demonstration of love? Are there things? Are there things? Okay. Or are there things that tend to stifle even our willingness to demonstrate our love? What are those things? Can we explore those two questions? Okay. What are those things? So let's go there. What are those things that does not help us to yeah quickly to show or to demonstrate, yeah. demonstrate love. love yeah some of the things that showed is that some many people even though if you show them the love they don't appreciate you okay so that the answer is lack of appreciation, appreciation. is that right then some people are in no let's not talk about some people lack of appreciation generally yes Sorry, sir. Exactly. That's what I want to do. Yes. To show love. So lack of appreciation. Many of us are waiting for God. Yeah, let's clap for him. Many of us are waiting for thank you. Right? And when we don't get it, it offends us. You send somebody some money and the person says, doesn't say thank you. And in effect, sometimes it bars you from doing for the next person. Let me first ask, how many of us has a lack of appreciation hampered our willingness or ability to demonstrate love? Let me see your hand up. How many? Sometime in the past. Because people are usually not grateful. So when next you want to do something, it at least slows you down. Let me see your hand up most of us so it's a very common problem then we can proceed to other um, things that hamper our demonstration of love any other thing sister bidemi were you your hands up or your was was your hand up yeah so, uh, for me, I would say... the microphone thank you for me i would say this um will i say entitlement mentality 
entitlement on whose part? On their own part. I mean, on the recipient's so, part. Yes. So if okay. you ask me, please, uh, Stability, I have this challenge. Can you help me? And I say, oh, I'm sorry, I can't help you. And then mm. that person will not say hello to you again because you were not able to help. Oh. Will not say hello oh. to you next time. Oh, next time okay. they see you, they okay. won't greet you. Imagine that sister okay. I needed help. Okay. She did. She, yeah, you you don't know whether I borrowed money to come to church, really, or to mm. get to wherever you met me, or to get to work or wherever. Okay. Let me engage you. Does this happen? No, no, no. Does this happen? Have you seen it happen before? Has it happened to you before? Somebody just stopped greeting you because they ask you for something and you're not able to help and they imagine that even the person you help may not even greet you after because they think it's not enough ah mommy you passed that now how can you give me only five thousand you should give me fifty thousand come on let's clap for her what's going on here no hold on a minute i thought we're in church i thought church people should be grateful does this happen in church that people are not grateful? It happens everywhere, sir. Does it happen in church that you did something but they think it's not enough? No, it can't happen in church now. It's worse in church, sir. It's worse in church. Okay. Pastor, let me over to you. <laughs> another thing from sorry, yeah. sir. Another thing for me is um I don't know which word to use for it, but maybe if I paint a picture it would um so on my on the way to my children's school, there's a lady that stands at the corner of the school of the, the road and she has a little child and every day she's begging for money she's you know doing this to people and every time i see her i'm always very angry that this woman she's not meant she doesn't look like she has a mental problem she's not physically disabled she cannot walk to fit this small child in her hand and those kind of things when you see a lot of people on the road they're begging there's really nothing wrong with them so the ones that really really need help you won't even help them because you're not sure if this person is faffing. Me, I'm sweating. I did road at the hustle. You, you are just standing there and begging me for, for money that you didn't want for. And you're there every day. Why is she there every day? It's because somebody is giving her. And, you know, I get very angry because of that. I don't give people money on the road. I don't. Even if you like, come and use your head to clean my glass. I'm not going to give you cobble. <laughs> I know your feeling. Exactly. I know your feeling. I know your feeling. It's called exploitation. Can we first appreciate her yeah. and just clap? The culture of this house is when somebody answers a question, we clap. It's called exploitation. I, I exactly, in fact, there was one near my house and I actually stopped one day because I felt she had about two, three children at night and she had them exposed there. So I stopped and I gave her money. And the next day or so, I saw her there again. And I said, but I gave you money yesterday. Which means that it is not the money to feed that you are looking for. You are using these men, these children, for merchandise. The Bible talks about making merchandise of the brethren. And people do it every time. Someone still tried to do it to me today. Tried to swerve me. Is that what he called Victor? The guy tried to swerve me today. Sent me a sub story. And, sorry? So, when the actual people come with the genuine uh, um, needs, the tendency is that we're already jaded. And we say no. We say no. I, there's one up here, Pastor, at the junction here. Do you see one guy with hand like that? Oh, at the junction, the traffic light. You haven't seen it. And somebody told me that he actually has two hands. He ties the hand inside the shirt. Just here, just at the junction, this petrol station, here. So, we're jaded. Okay, so if the Lord says, no matter what you say, as in the gospel you preach, no matter what you believe in your heart and no matter what you do otherwise if you do not demonstrate love you are bankrupt so let's bring it back to the requirement of our faith so because some people make merchandise of you because some people have um, an entitlement mentality because some people are not grateful it makes you 
at least it slows down your willingness to help what is the effect on our walk with god does it not mean then that it makes us almost disqualify ourselves or let me put it this way will you be able to tender this nonsense some people are doing as the reason why you never walked in love am i making some sense so let us see it for what it is could it be that it is a working of the devil to give us the a thinking in our mind that we have enough reason not to walk in love and is that reason is it acceptable before the lord if it's not acceptable before the lord what should we do so that we don't fall prey for this device of the enemy that's what this conversation should be about now you should stand for you to, to clap for me as well yes praise the lord you know when when you were talking about um some people not being grateful enough i had an, I had an experience with um, a senior colleague you know and um he did something for me and i actually told him thank you sent a message went to his office and all that and he said I was confused. So, way, um, years what back... What is Kodukweto? So, oh, that's the, thank, the, the, way, uh, the thank you I gave him was not enough. Or is not enough. You know? Years back, I used to have a friend. Her policy is that I will do my own. If you like, deceive me. It is between you and God. But me, I will play my part. So, if you come to her with tricks or whatever it is, she will give you what she has to give you and leave you to God. But she will have done her own part of, you know, helping you out, bearing your burden, you know. So I think it's just best you do your own part and leave that person to God. That's the way I would handle it. Any other person? Yes. Yeah, praise God. So in my experience with having to deal with different type of people and giving excuses and all of this, I learned this early in school that whatever I cannot let go of, I'll probably not, in this case, lend. In my, I, had, I had this friend of mine that was staying with me. He was a phone engineer, sort of. And I needed to fix something with my phone. He said he could do it for a certain amount. I tried to bargain with him that, you know, you could do it for a lesser amount out here, and he was like, no, this is the amount. And I'm like, okay, you're owing me a particular sum. Out of that sum that you're owing me, take out what you need, and then whatever is left of it is what you should give me at your own convenience. And he got pissed. And he's like, why will I bring our old discussion into a new one? And I'm like, I'm not dealing with another person. I'm dealing with you. This is you that you are still supposed to pay me originally. In fact, I'm not supposed to be this calm with you by our agreement. You should have paid since. But you are not paying. Now I have something I want to do that requires your help. And now I'm coming to the same you and you're telling me that if I cannot pay this amount and then I should forget. I'm like, okay, fine. If that's the amount that you want, take it out of what I'm owing you. And you are getting angry. So, what that taught me was, whatever it is that I cannot completely let go of, the key word I'm trying to remove out of all of this is compassion. What I now do is, I only give out when I'm, by some help, moved by compassion. That's how it works for me. I don't know if I'm completely right by doing just that. Some people, to me, they just, I assume, or they don't appeal to me, that's, spirit of compassion i'm not exactly moved by how you come to me and i don't know if i'm the only one but these days there are so many hey chama afana anything for boys make i just soft you and me we almost look alike i'm trying my best to make ends meet in whatever way and you are here doing the same thing over and over again so if i'm not moved at some point if i have any spare change i might just sometimes mm. ah i'm okay you know day to day you go mm. see another time so okay. my key word here is compassion. So there's compassion. Thank you. Can we clap for him? Brings me. Okay, I'm coming to you. While the microphone is coming to you. So is there, at what point 
are we compassionate and at what point are we mugu? At what point? Because I'm a Christian and you sell me a story. Because I'm a Christian, am I supposed to fall for that story out of compassion when I know the story that you are telling me does not even add up? So, at what point as a Christian am I supposed to be compassionate and at what point am, have I become a mugu? Is that a good question? Okay. I have other pastors in church so they can help me. Yeah. Yeah. Pound it a little bit more. Mm. What is the motivation to show mm. love? Is it the reward, the appreciation, or the service you are rendering to God? Oh. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. You want to say something? Yeah. Mm. Um, um, Please put that question on board. Good evening. All right. Church. What is our motivation to show love? Is it the reward or the appreciation? Yeah, uh, to me, the answer to that question to me is the, appreciation, uh, is the appreciation because we are fulfilling the goals with that we should love one another. But if you look, if you look at it in a, in, a worldly, in a worldly manner, many of us will not show love to anybody. No. For uh, example, yeah, go look on. at what is happening in this our church. Mm-hmm. Many people, the senior pastor have so loved to. Even those people that came out from prison, mm-hmm. when they came here, it's out of compassion mm-hmm. that the church, even our senior pastor, get moved, touched, that ah, somebody is coming from this place so far, no house, nowhere to sleep, and he can go as far out of his own purse, still go and look for money again to give you a house, to make you comfortable, but at the end of it all, you run away. If our senior pastor is not a godly person that has so his own heart to God that I will continue to do good, sir. Okay. No, no, no. Let, don't, don't hold on. Yeah. Thank you. Can we clap for him first? The question is, why do you show love? Is it because what God has asked you to do or you are looking for appreciation no Be- because it's, it's no 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 hold on hold on yes, sir. you said appreciation yeah. and then you went on to give an analogy yes. involving the senior pastor what he did was it out of obeying the instructions of god or out of appreciation no he's obeying the instruction of god okay yes, so because i don't want us to be misled yes sir was it out of appreciation was it no. out of appreciation? No. Because if he was out of appreciation, he wouldn't do it again. Yes. He did it out of obedience to the word of God. Of God. Yes, sir. And that's where we are talking about now. So at what point in time, so a prisoner will come out again, or some prisoners will come out again, they'll come to Grace Assembly, he'll be compassionate towards them, he will uh, try and sort them out. It may not be a house this time. It may be something else. Blah, 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 blah. And some will continue to defraud, so to speak, quote and unquote. Should that stop him from doing the work that his hand has been set no, to? No, sir. No, okay. sir. Now, if he wakes up and he feels like a mugu, is he allowed? Should that stop him? No, sir. Okay. But those people that behave in that way, mm-hmm. they see the repercussion from God. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They see the repercussion yeah, from God. Yeah. Remember, their, their ways are not always okay. But so far, you have you have done the God's command. Okay. That, then let God judge. Okay. Can we clap for Ambassador? Sir, yes. Sir, Let's say, before, yeah. I, before I sit down, sir, look at the uh, the ten lepers mm. in the Bible. Mm. Out of ten, mm. only one returned. Returned mm. and went to the to, mm. to thank God for the clean. Okay, good an example. Now, when the nine did not return, yeah. did Jesus throw a tantrum? No. Well, their le- leprosy came back to them now. Yeah, well, he said they are not. They should made whole. I mean, 
I just want to say is that he let it go. Yes. He had done what God required for him to do. But because the 10th came back in appreciation, he got added reward. Alright, let's just follow what the Bible says. You are now whole. And what we, the way I see it is that when somebody is even cured of leprosy, the scars are still there. And there's a way maybe when Jesus said you are now whole, maybe that scar, it was like somebody that did not even have leprosy yes. from the beginning. So, yes, there's an added benefit of appreciation. But what we are saying is that let's follow what we said from beginning. What stops us from appreciating, you know, being, walking in love yeah. and we realize that one of it is that when people do not show us appreciation. Alright. Can you clap for Ambassador Bafem? Yes, you want to give... Praise yes. Lord. Yeah, as Christians, because these yeah. questions are directed to us as believers. Now, if you look at Luke 6, 35 to 36. Luke 6, 35 to yes, 36. Please bring it up. But yeah. love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Mm. Then your reward will be great, mm. and you will be, you will mm. be children of the Most High, because He is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Now, this is in the Bible. That means when you give and you are expecting something in return, then something is actually wrong with you, the giver. That's following what is in this uh, Bible verse. He's saying give without expecting... What version are you reading? KJV. KJV, yeah. KJV, yes. This is the word that we carry. This is our same Bible. Then, as believers also, you said at what point do we become moguls? Now, there is something I there is this favorite uh, verse I have Romans eight fourteen. For as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. If you are not led in your spirit to give, don't give. If you are not led in your we're spirit, learning, we're learning. Yeah. To give, don't give. Some people you are giving them money to destroy their health. You are giving them money not to even put their trust in God. Some people are going through a phase in their life where God is expecting them to pray more to trust than you at. The instance when they come, you just answer the uh, request. You turn yourself to Alpha and Omega at instant without praying. So we should learn to be led by the Spirit of God before giving and not expecting anything in return. Thank you. Because the Bible says, I think I read that scripture last week. It says, test all spirits. Test all spirits now i have another question it says is there a limit to our duty to show love is there a place you should stop uh-huh. is there a place that if you go beyond it you too do give her the microphone i think princess wants to say something so we want to hear that oh sorry you wanted to say something Praise the Lord. I think that there should be a limit because if you stretch some things, you might receive some bullets. And I want to um, make reference to what happened with my friend last year. You know, so uh, someone gave her some thousands of dollars to trade. You know, so she only told me, see what happened. I said, okay, please don't over leverage. I wasn't a custodian of that account or whatever it was. But I don't know what happened along the line. She lost the whole money. That's what she narrated, okay? So on a very good day, I got a call, and they were interrogating me on the call. The, the question was, Did you, are you privy to this account? I said no. Meanwhile, she was, she was in fact, they, they placed her order for arrest. So the police came to her house with the person in question, the person that she was supposed to manage her account for her. So I didn't know. I was in between. I was like, I'm not privy to it. She told me that she got, you know, XYZ amount of money to trade. I didn't know that they, she wanted to put me in online for the police to come back to come and arrest me. I said, no, I'm not privy to it. Later, she said, thank you. We are sorry we, ha- we embarrassed you. Sort of. 
the next time I called her, I said, why did you do this? You know I'm not privy to this. She said, you would have accepted that you are privy to this account. Oh, so that I, 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 I thought, I was like, you are, not, you are not a good friend. Because if I said, if I said yes, the, the, the arrest would have been canceled about her and it would have been me. So at this point, man, I love her. She's my friend, but I can't take some bullets really for her because like what pastor said, at what point are we to be mugu? I mean, I want to say at some point, we shouldn't. We, that's why we should be sensitive. It's not every help. It can't be helping an arm robber. It can't be giving a lift to an arm robber at three hours. Yeah? Because you want to show love. Because I trust you. <laughs> if, God, if God help you, you recover from it. So that's why, in as much as we need to love, we need to be sensitive. If the Holy Ghost says no, pause, pause. Especially in the Nigeria of today, thank you very much. Especially, I come to you in Nigeria of today, where you want to help, and then there's problem, right? Sometimes we've heard of people who have been shot, and um, they aid the person to the hospital, and then the police turn on them, or somebody who's been hit by a car, and then you put the person in the car, take the person to the hospital, and then they hold you, and so on and so forth. So it's a very, very thin line very is it real am i telling the truth has it happened to christians before that they just get implicated in something they don't know anything about and they were trying to be nice yes pastor Etefia. praise the lord okay so the question i wanted to answer really i've gone back 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 more questions have come on it but i really love this um this is my brother's contribution on that look. In fact, as he was reading, I already opened it. But the one that, um, the verse I love was verse 32, um, which more or less was talking about, if we love those, yes, for if we love them which love us, what thank have ye? For sinners also love those who love them. It was, if we continue this series, I'm sure we're going to ask questions upon question. In fact, when pastor was preaching on Sunday, I was asking myself, which of these three am I really, uh, I am really? Is it the good Samaritan? Because sometimes I'm the good Samaritan. Sometimes I'm the priest. Sometimes I'm the Levite. So it's, it's easy to say, be the good Samaritan. But I, I painted picture just like you said. You Many times we're on the road. You see people that really need help. Maybe a little bit of accidents on the road or something. But the Nigeria of today doesn't even help you to even put a call through. Just like you said, we've seen where people try to render help. And then, you know, you become the person that caused the whole thing. And so it's, it's, it's a very deep word that we need to do. But I think the part that I wanted to share was when Jesus said, um, for whatever you do, um, do it as unto the Lord and not unto men. My, the reason why I wanted to ask, answer the questions was when the question about um, um, when do we know or when do we know what to, when to stop. So my answer to that will have been whatever I am doing, the love that I show must not be really because of men, but must be because of God. Really, there are some things we call love. People are just showing love because they know one day they will have something in return from you. Somebody giving you a lift today is because maybe he wants to ask something in return. We've seen people help others, not really because, so it's very difficult to find genuine love, but as much as we do, we, there are times where you get to know that this person have all been nice and kind because of something the person have to get. But the same way Jesus was saying, if we continue to help those who we expect something from, it doesn't make us different from sinners. So, like my brother also said, the leading of the Spirit must be there. God must guide us on what to do at some time. The fact that I help one today, somebody else will come for the same help doesn't mean I am, uh, have the privilege to help at that point. Praise the Lord. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Please come for Pastor Etevia. Shine your eye. Pastor Etevia, I have a live example of what happened to me. In this church live example so one day i got a call from a member of the church and said she's at some police formation what's the matter so i drove there i left what i was doing and i went there and she had been detained why he said they were looking for another member of the church hey, uh, this lady doesn't know 
blah blah they saw her she had called the other member of the church and that's how they just picked up you know how police work she said she was trying to reach the man's wife and that's the only day she called the man and said please can i speak to your wife and they just picked up the number and anyway they said i look this man i know him he's out of town and when he comes i'll bring him but release this lady to me so they released the lady and two days later the guy came i said he should come to my office he came and i said what have you got to do with the police he says nothing blah 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 i said well they are looking for you and they almost detained this person because of you let's go to this police station so we i went with him to produce him apparently he had loaned money from some finance house or so those that were looking for him let me not cut let me cut a long story short those guys then said they were going to in fact they had put him in the cell and i called auntie b grandma b she came a lawyer we persuaded them they eventually agreed that they would let him go because this was like two days before christmas so if he had gone in he was going to spend christmas and new year there so we got him out and i had to sign the bond of release to say that shorty and i said so after new year the policeman was calling me this man that we say he should report on so 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 day has not reported and if he doesn't come we're going to come and carry you i called the guy and i said to him you agreed with me that you were going to you know sort this thing out that's why i stood shorty for you you know what he told me i said look come and come let's go to the station he says pastor i'm not going told me ho i'm not going i said what do you mean by that he said you you're a big man they can't lock you up i'm not joking he said you're a big man they can never lock you up but if they see me it's from the gate that they will lock me up don't waste your time there's nothing you are going to tell me i am not coming and he didn't show up and guess what this policeman that was seeing auntie b and i saying sure sir the guy called me one day he said oga respect yourself if i know your office if by monday you don't show up with that guy you yourself i didn't even tell pastor about this you yourself you are in trouble that i'm going to get you all the lawyers i asked they said yes because i stood by standing guarantee for him that's what i guaranteed to produce him when he was required believe you me i had to really go high up i had to really pull my strings because they said i shouldn't report i should just go i said no I didn't want to be embarrassed anyway. This is my church. They can just walk into church one day and come and, how would you feel if we are service? Then some people came in and then they put, uh, you know. So I went. And one way or the other with Auntie B, we were able to sort it. But the guy never showed up till tomorrow. Now ask me, as a pastor in, of course, I didn't tell pastor. He now found out because I knew what he was going to say to me. That one, I shouldn't have gone and done that without talking to him first. That I should have spoken to him. And he was very upset with me. Ah, you know, what is this? Is this not your blah, 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 you know? Now ask me, if a member of this church should call me again that is in the police station, do you expect me to go? Sorry? I'll call this... <laughs> <laughs> this real life in this church in fact the guy not only not show up he stopped coming to church till today so I showed love but maybe and when I discussed it with him he showed me the places in the bible which actually gave me like he said, I must test all spirits. I must act in wisdom. I've gone to the police station to try and get him out. He has a family. 
The reason why his members of his family did not show up is perhaps they know him to be a dodgy character. The best I can do is, uh, okay, what can we do? Do you have a daddy? You have a mommy? You have a brother? Can I call them? So, which means that even though I want to show love, I want to show compassion, I must also demonstrate wisdom. Anybody else with a contribution? I must demo. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, you can come back to you. Real life story. Life. Real life story. God the, forbid. Praise God. So there's this um, favorite quote that my mom always says love a neighbor, love your neighbor as yourself. And then she goes ahead to always add, not more than yourself. So, love your neighbor as yourself, but not more than yourself. Because, I mean, I used to be the type of person that we didn't need too much. I didn't need to know too much about you before I could trust you or before I could release some of my belongings and keep them in your care or something like that. My mom used to be very worried because I might meet somebody today and we just talk for about 10, 15 minutes. And when somebody's asking me that, who is this guy? I'm like, ah, this person is my friend, my OG, my this, my that. And, you know, I've been in situations where I've stayed with somebody that had committed a crime. I didn't know. And they were like, who is this person to you? I'm like, ah, not my person. And they're like, do you know that? I'm like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. This. So it taught me that, you know, there are definitely going to be limits to how much that we can do because if you go out of your way to help someone and you yourself cannot now come out of whatever place that you've put yourself it will be somehow but to the best that your ability can carry i think that's how much love or compassion should be shown. It should not. It shouldn't be anything more than that. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Yes. Okay, Sister Shema. Before I uh, read, praise the Lord. So I wanted to share um, what, what I got from the message on Sunday. So it says, no matter what. So I can pray in tongues. I have the gifts of prophecy. I minister Shema. But if I don't have love, I am bankrupt. Mm. And that week, um, earlier after, the, that's, uh, after Sunday, God laid in my heart someone that, a very good friend, we are very good friends before, but we had stopped talking because, I mean, I lost my dad, she didn't come and check on me, and then I even still tried to reach out to her, and she was acting for now, I just thought, you know what, I'm uninterested. And then she, she just kept, she came up on my mind, and I'm like, okay, yes, God, I, I pray for her, I bless her. But it kept coming up, so the word, the message kept ringing in my head that, no matter what, no matter what you think she should have done, no matter what you think, I, I have, I'm justified to be upset with her, no matter what, reach out to her and find out how she's doing. And eventually, you know, by the, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I did, I reached out to her, not because I thought I, um, I was on the wrong, but because as a Christian, as a child of God, this is the expectation that God has wants from me to show love to it says when somebody you think somebody has offended you or somebody you know somebody has done something you're not happy about instead of just cutting that person off sometimes the love you show is what can bring the person out and like I, I totally agree with what the brother said we should be led by the spirit of god the fact that you do some things in quote you think is love if you're not led by the spirit of god really is not even love so if the spirit of god leads you and you know and you know that you're led by the spirit of god and you show love there it's god has something to do with it. God wants to touch the person, change the person, or bring um, um, genuine repentance. Amen. Amen. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, I threw these questions so that um, God will reveal our heart to us. You know, we can look for all kinds of justification not to obey God. But then, that will still be disobedience. Let me show you one or two scriptures. 
Um, multimedia, if you can, bring up uh, Matthew 24, verses 12 and 13. I like that, young man. You answered with scripture. God bless you. Matthew 24, verses 12 and 13. There is a trap that is being set for all of us. So that at the end, we don't please God. It says, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. Now, change that to the message. Just change it to the message um, translation. For many others, can we read together? The overwhelming spread of evil will do what? Will do them in. Nothing left of their love but a mound of ashes. Staying with it, that's what God requires. Stay with it to the end. You won't be sorry. You will be saved. Can somebody say amen? It says, for many others, and we will not be part of those in Jesus' name. The overwhelming spread of evil. We do what? We do them in. Nothing will be left of their love but a mound of ashes. It's a warning. The world is not going to get better. People are going to get better behaved. But the whole thing is that don't let it quench your love. Because no matter what you say, no matter what you believe, no matter what you think, if you become bankrupt in love, you are nothing before God. I say all this to say something. In the end, being a Christian will cost you. People will disappoint you. People will betray you. People will treat you like a mugu. If you do not, if you're so busy trying not to be a mugu, you can miss the Lord. I'll show you one more scripture. Second Timothy, um, verse chapter three. Second Timothy, chapter three. Okay, let's run through it quickly. It says, "But know this: in the last days, perilous times will come." No, I don't want that translation. Um, give me. Give me the living Bible. From verse 1. You may as well know this too, Timothy. That in the last days, let's read together, it is going to be very difficult to be a Christian. Let's run on. Why? For people will love only themselves and their money. Come on, let's read. They will be proud and boastful, sneering at God, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful to them, and thoroughly bad. They will be hard-headed, coconut generation, coconut head generation, and never give in to others. They'll be constant liars and troublemakers and will think nothing of immorality. They'll be rough and cruel and they snare at those who try to be good. Can you get it now? They will betray their friends. They will be hot-headed, puffed up with pride and prefer good times to worshipping God. Verse 5. They will go to church, yes. But they will not they won't really believe anything they hear. Don't be taken in by people like that. Go back to verse one and change to the message translation. Go back to verse one. It says, Don't be naive. That's a warning. There are difficult times ahead. Verse two. Let's read together. As the end approaches, people are going to be self-absorbed, money-hungry, self-promoting, stock-up, profane, contemptuous of their parents. They're crude and coarse. Dog-eat-dog, unbending, slanderous, impulsively wild, savage and cynical. Treacherous, ruthless, bloated, by, addicted to loss, and allergic to God. 
they will make a show of religion, but behind the scenes, they are animals. Stay clear of these people. What am I saying? What am I saying? Don't think following Christ is going to get easier. It's not for cowards. It's not from simpletons. You have to keep your eyes on Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. The Bible says, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. It's not everybody you are good to that will be good to you. It's not everybody that you help that will turn around and not lie on you. I'm not saying it's easy to bear. But can I tell you something? It comes with the package. The package of Christianity comes with pain. We have not preached the balanced gospel. That's why a lot of people will start and they won't finish. As a pastor of this church, I have helped so many people. They will leave this church. They will never even say they were broke. They had nothing when they came here. When they see me outside, they act as if waiting happened. They won't even tell people in this church that if not for this church, ah, no more, it would have been difficult. So you can't let that stop you. You know, what it is is that, like Eshema, you said your dad died, the person didn't come, and you say, and they start to behave. You come to church to get refreshing. You get, come to church, you will renew, Bible says they will renew their strength so that they can mount up with wings as eagles. Don't be a reactor in life. Don't love only people that say they love you. Mm -mm. You are supposed not to be a reactor. You are supposed to be an actor, acting on the will of God. Because a reactor is the person that it is only when people are nice to you that you are nice. And when you are hurt, you hurt everybody. You know, we preach when we are bleeding. You do good when you are still in pain or somebody that betrayed you. The work, Christianity is not for cowards and lazy people. It's actually for very strong people. And that's why there's a reward at the end. Can I tell you something? Not only will God repay the people that do evil. It says, vengeance is mine, said the Lord. I will repay them. As he will repay them, he will bless you for doing good. But most and generally, you're waiting to see that gratitude or repayment from the person. No, 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 no. You can sow here and God will bless you there. And, and if, you, if you do it as unto the Lord, the Bible says what you do unto the Lord, he will repay you. For instance, it says, blessed is he who lends to the poor. Because he lends to the Lord and the Lord will repay you. Not the poor will repay you. So I'm not going to be one of those pastors that are going to tell you that it's going to get easier. It's going to get tougher. And that's why I am preparing you so that you will not fail in the day of adversity. The Bible says if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. But that's the more reason why I said also that don't be a burden to people in church. They already have a burden outside. Be a burden bearer. If we start in church, because we are the ones that name, are named after Christ, if we're all burden bearers with each other, and don't add to the burden that is waiting for you outside, it will be easier to continue your work. When you are a burden to somebody, you should not be a burden to you. You may be the reason why the person doesn't finish his race, and God will hold you accountable. That's a warning. I'm not really sure there's anything else to add, Pastor. I'm not sure there's anything else to add. Because, but let's say this. Pastor, is difficult. It's difficult, it's let's, it's difficult. Like my own... As a matter yeah. of fact, it is difficult. That is why God gives grace. Yeah. So, okay. Maybe that's where we should go. And let me ask you something. Yes, sir. This happened. You didn't ask me. You told me, did I say you did the wrong thing? No, I didn't say you did the wrong thing. I just would have been so pained if they put you in shackles. But let us ask a question. Where is that fellow now? Where is Yomibade Jokusaya? Yeah. 
you just keep going up and this person just faded into oblivion i'm telling you god is at work and there's there's grace for the believer grace is not for somebody that is not in the race what did i say grace for someone who is not in the race grace is for the race to win the race now what is the race to keep following christ to keep being the light in darkness to to fall but to get up to be in pain but to trust god that's what the grace is for so if you're not in the race what do you want to use the grace for the grace is for only those of us who are in the race and the real you don't win the race if you don't finish it so don't say because of somebody broke your heart somebody messed up you stop being in the race you can only win a medal if you finish your race may the lord help us to continue and to finish well in jesus name. amen so what should we be praying for now grace to love grace to love because to be honest with you we will make mistakes men will fleece us whether we like it or not do you understand we will be there so there will, we need grace to love and that's why i'm going to ask all of us to stand up we're going to pray to god to grant us the grace to love the way god has asked us to remember there's a scripture which says that when i was in prison you didn't visit me when i was naked you didn't clothe me when i was hungry you didn't feed me the reason why people didn't do that was because men had disappointed them in the past and they thought they had justification for not doing it i want you to let us pray to god that he will grant us that grace within that grace will be wisdom to discern within that grace will be understanding within that grace will be knowledge within that grace will be if we have lost something to someone the lord will bring it back to us even a hundredfold bible says that jesus was one who said is there anybody that has put his hand to the plow and looks back i have no delight in him and this subject that we are talking about we are discussing this evening it has the capacity to make us to look back he has a capacity to shipwreck our faith and our salvation so i want us to pray this evening that lord grant me the grace some of us many of us even maybe if not all of us we are falling in one way or the other that the lord will help us to return to the place of love there's somebody that is bleeding right now and needs our assistance and it doesn't have to be money it can just be a kind word it can be prayer it can be a visit it can be giving somebody maybe clothes or something whatever it is that is holding us back i want you to pray this evening that the lord will set you free he will set me free in the name of jesus none of us will miss it by reason of the fact that we were not found in a place of love thank you lord Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for a second chance. Thank you for the grace to bring us back. Thank you for even this subject that has been opened up. Thank you that because you have rekindled our heart, you've granted us illumination. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Father, we thank you. When we started this subject we didn't even know how far we could go but you kept on opening dimensions of the subject to us father we have learned this evening that we require grace to love because if we do it out of our own understanding we will miss it father i ask 
that you grant us that grace in the name of Jesus. That grace to do the right thing. That grace not to look back. That grace not to be uh, uh, not, 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 not to think that we can't do it anymore. Yes, many of us have been hurt. Many of us have been bruised. Many of us have been fleeced. But Lord, the strength to continue in love, grant us in the name of Jesus. May none of us miss the mark in the mighty name of Jesus. As we have put our hand to the plow, may we never look back in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, and anywhere that we may have stumbled or fallen in the past, Father, pick us up again in the name of Jesus. If we have to go back and correct what we did wrong, Father, let us do so in the mighty name of Jesus. So that at the end of time, Lord, by your grace, by your righteousness, by your holiness that clothes in us, we will be able to stand before you. And you will say to us, well done and welcome my child. Enter into your everlasting peace. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. Have you been blessed this evening? How many of us have a fresh dimension of this love? Mm. Hallelujah. Amen.